It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHLY Phillies podcast. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli with you on this it's Thursday, right? That means we get to drink cocktails after the show. Woo. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> kind of feels like a Friday. It was hoping it was a Friday, but it is in fact Thursday, Renee. Uh, yeah. Welcome into everybody. Tyler, if you can scroll up, see who won the game today. I saw a couple people waiting earlier. See, I think I think we've met the our chat has messed this game up because apparently <laughs> it's been Chris for a little bit, and yeah. our first comment says it's Matt Deckard. Ooh, so okay. I, I don't know anymore. Oh, Controversy. Actually, I am on YouTube right now, and you're right. So what we see is different than what I see on YouTube Ooh, right now. Okay. It is Chris, who's number one, saying, Chris wow, Slenner. let me some L.A. He's the best storyteller for sure. And then Ray was second, and then CMC, and then Matt Deckert. So conspiracy theory, guys, because we're seeing a different chat. YouTube is shadow banning you guys. What's up, y'all? Yeah. yeah. So weird. welcome in. Happy Thursday to all. Hit that thumbs up button while Happy you're in Friday here. Happy Friday, Eve. Some may call it that, I guess. <laughs> uh, but welcome in. Uh, looking forward to today, we have uh, one of the absolute baseball gems of Philadelphia joining the program uh, in Larry Anderson. I used to uh, produce Phillies baseball back in the day on the radio, and having the honor of working with Fransky in L.A. is uh, a highlight of the career because those two are the absolute best. Like When you think of radio, play-by-play, baseball guys, those two, to me, are just... They're perfect. Uh, yeah. I, think fr- I, th- I think Scott Fransky is... Uh, just one of the absolute best. And then when you have L.A.'s passion on top of his storytelling, mm. on top of knowing everyone in the game, it's uh, it's the perfect compliment to it one is. another. So really excited to talk to L.A. today. I see in the chat everyone's excited too. Spiral out. Will, you guys are talking about how excited you are. Andrew, what's up, Andrew Cordisco? Uh, Cordisco, actually, I think is how you say your last name. My apologies. You're talking about uh, how L.A. feels about game six and seven. Listen, you guys are already bringing questions. Mopar, Scott, everyone's excited. And CMC, uh, shout out to you. Glad your son's feeling better and back in preschool after battling the flu. Oh, yeah. We had a little 24-hour bug rip through the yeah. Lynch house. I think I uh, avoided it like Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> uh, yeah. But my wife is a, a high school teacher in the city here, and she said it's been going around her Ugh. school, and it's just... 
that quick 24 hour uh you know pukey bug going around i'll pop so. some uh some airborne and extra vitamins yeah not a bad idea i'm gonna i'm know. gonna f- combat it with uh vodka you gotta today. be ready oh okay i was gonna say you gotta be ready it's like but, it's like you know you yeah. clean your hands with like rubbing alcohol sometimes right you know it's like mm. i clean my innards with vodka Vodka isn't that, alcohol isn't isn't that what the doctors you know, I suggest? Have heard, I have heard that alcohol is mm-hmm. cleansing. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. Yeah, I mean. just went to a pasta class last Saturday, and the woman was telling us about uh, this special blend of Italian wine that's considered heart scrubbers hmm. because it actually cleans uh, the portals of okay. your heart. Now because we're it's talking wine, wine, though. I, was, I would say like a so, red wine, a, a glass of red wine a day also keeps the doctor just away. Saying. They didn't tell us that when we were learning about apples. So. Yeah, there's a lot of health benefits. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is National Margarita Day, Mickey said. There you go. Ooh. You have to drink a margarita today. S- if it's Tyler National Margarita Day. Tyler down to the margarita. Yeah, you know I'm not a tequila guy. Me and tequila are not friends. Yeah. You and tequila are definitely Well, one not day friends. on our Phillies cocktail club, I will do my uh, lazy man uh, tequila hack, which I will teach you about. It involves limeade and jalapenos. Open and the bottle sit. and drink it. Nah. <laughs> lazy man used, tequila. That's how I used to drink tequila. P-H-O-Y. Straight from the bottle. A little, little orange juice squeeze in it with the limeade and jalapenos. It's... Delightful. That sounds very good. It's I'm not delightful. a big tequila person unless it's a margarita, so you got me at that. Okay, well, I because got I used you there. to drink straight out of water bottles All right, back so, in college. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to a little bit of the Phillies, <laughs> uh, and then we'll get to our top five first baseman, and then LA will be joining the program, and then we'll close it out with the guest that swing. Uh, so yesterday, not much going on down in Clearwater. The Phillies actually kind of had a half day of work yeah. and had the company golf outing, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm sure they had a blast. It was good to see Brandon Marsh out on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Knee wrapped up, but uh, he is jogging. I think he's progressing to some type of either virtual hitting or live hitting today. Uh, but he apparently looks on course. But the big story out of the golf outing yesterday, Larry Boa while playing, playing with Trey Turner and Bryson <laughs> Dot sticks a hole in one at I believe he's seventy eight years old. Is that what it is? Or sixty eight? No, seventy eight. I think. Uh, uh, which is quick pretty damn amazing. Larry, le- legendary Larry, as the Phillies tweeted out, just throwing darts. He is seventy eight. Seventy eight throwing darts out there. So congrats to Larry Bow on the hole in one. I'm sure it's not his first. Oh, um, yeah. You know that's that's pretty damn cool. And it's awesome that he's with Stott and Turner. Like yeah, the middle infield. I, I enjoy fortune. that. Yeah. But I, I like I like seeing those types of things. I mean, part of spring training, as we know, it's such a completely long, long um, season and long tra- spring training. And so to be able to have a chance to have some fun and cut back and be able to just enjoy hanging and golfing. Oh, and I'm glad Brandon Marsh and I'm glad Brandon Marsh got to be a part of it. I yeah. mean, that's what we were talking about yesterday, that he was gonna be able to join and, he and looks also good. golf. He was, he was bouncing yeah, around on the worth, course. Yeah, you, one thing to be injured, it's nothing to be injured and miss all the fun of even the, you know, non-baseball specific things. So that was great to see Larry, Larry Boa put on a show and hit oh, a hole wow. in That's water. That's the second one. Oh, my God. Uh, you didn't, like you didn't react the first time uh, yeah, I said no, it. Yeah, no, I heard so it. I uh, the trade with Turner, Stunner, what did you say? The Stunner, Turner, Turner? Show, what are, no, you, I said show the first time, but you didn't respond. No, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I didn't I just want, had to repeat the joke. Okay. It didn't stick the oh, first time. Oh, I thought time. you had a different variation. No, it's the exact same Yeah, joke. no, I was just ignoring it because I didn't want to, like, the it was the exact same joke. I just had to repeat so it. So you were giving Larry Anderson. I felt like it got you know a little bit overlooked. Be? So I had to make sure it's. it's what would I Larry Anderson's be? His nickname? Yeah. He already has LA. Yeah, I know, but pretend that doesn't exist. Landerson. <laughs> 
Okay. You can call him Landerson today if you if you would like. Uh, but yes, uh, fun times yesterday and your dad. at the at the golf outing. Um, now the Phillies fun. tweeted out a video yesterday. And I'm not sure if you two saw it. I assume you did. It was pretty funny. It was Orion Kirkering's oh, yeah. uh, live throwing session. Some were to empty batters boxes, and then some guys uh, jumped in there. I think it was Nick slash Jake Cave uh, in the batters box. Uh, the Phillies video was pretty funny because they did the sound effects over it. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've seen Orion throw. Seeing that sweeper slurve, whatever the hell it is, again, live in action. Man, that's an exciting pitch. Um, I, I really hope this kid is what the Phillies believe he is because he could be a lot of fun. Mm. You know, potential closer, shutdown, end-of-game stuff. So uh, this is going to be an exciting year to follow, uh, the Orion constellation. Yeah, I mean, the angle of it, it was cinematic. It was beautiful to watch. It was like poetry. You could watch it over and over again. I mean, I. it, it definitely gives everybody a reason to be irrational because you're watching that and you're like, this is some filthy stuff. But then it also was humorous too. I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did see a clip of it. I watched it several times actually. Um, I'm excited for Orion. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Orion brings to the, you know, to the mound with a full season under his belt. Hopefully uh, it's special. Uh, also what's special is Spiral Out. Thank you. Landerson and Shoa sounds like an old Sportsnet show. <laughs> Welcome in to Landerson and Shoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other piece of Phillies news, uh, w which will bring me to my next gripe of the day. My old man yells at the clouds about uh, TV oh technology in 2024. Uh, Colby Allard, our new uh, newly acquired minor league option, potential sixth man in the rotation, uh, is going to start Saturday's game. Aaron Nola is going to get the return home to Clearwater. They travel all the way to Dunedin mm. uh, on Saturday, just down the road to face the Blue Jays in the opener. So we're two days away. And then Sunday, I Those believe, I meant to double check my work. I believe because it's in Clearwater, you'll be able to see this one on NBC Sports Philly. I need to double check that. I thought that. so. I yeah. think so. So I know Saturday, Saturday's on uh, MLB Network. On, yeah, or on the radio. Yeah. That's always yeah, fun. But, yeah, of course, LA is always fun. I don't yeah. know if he's going to be calling it or not or if they have Kevin Stocker. I mean, Stocker. I still want to see it, though. You yeah. Know, I know nothing against so, it. So this brings me to my gripe. Yes, go ahead. Why is this so hard in the year of our Lord, 2024, <laughs> to just watch every single freaking game? Why? <laughs> so you can apparently watch... Phillies Blue Jays Saturday if you have MLB Network because MLB Network is going to be showing the Blue Jays feed. Now, NBC Sports Philadelphia, I think, is carrying 13 Phillies games. They're all limited to the home games because, look, from the business perspective, they don't want to pay a traveling uh, crew to go all over the place, yeah. so they only do the home games. I get that to a degree. Mm. It makes sense. But, like, you know, I, if, what if I want to watch, uh, you know, De La Cruz play uh, in a game that's not televised or, you know, Griff McGarry or Mick Abel is pitching in a game that's not televised? I want to be able to watch that. So I, at home, am a Hulu internet cord cutter, Hulu TV. Here in the offices, we're a YouTube TV. Mm -hmm. um, neither have MLB Network. No, no. What the F, Renee? I just no. want to tune in Saturday and watch <laughs> Phillies Blue Jays. Now I need to go find somebody that has MLB Network. So I need to go to a cable house because yeah. I can't even get MLB Network here or at home. 
I, I honestly bit the bullet and bought cable back. Uh, I'm this cl- like I'm still I got saving tired enough of all money. The apps. I mean, first this of all, this is outrageous. First of all, if I have to scroll from app to app, how is it any different than scrolling from channel to channel? I've got the voice command remote. I just lazily will say in there, Phillies. Bam, game is on. But overall, it's getting ridiculous. And I know in the chat you guys are in saying this money, money. Yes, it's all about it's all about money because at the end of the day, you have to pay for every single app. Uh, unless you know you finesse the system like myself and you have multiple people go in and you can each have your own login but i'm not saying that public on the internet because you know i don't know who's listening but either way it's frustrating that you can't just turn on your tv and watch the game you have to figure out okay what app is it on today do i have that where can i go to watch it it's very frustrating it's been it's definitely a frustrating time listen i know uh in the chat i saw mention about the fact aaron nola got pooped on today by a bird yeah matt gell with the big breaking story yeah phones are down what is happening in 2024 that we can't just turn on our tv and watch spring training or pick up our phone and shoot somebody a text message but michael rubin and the fanatics are are getting dragged because apparently you can see players penises through their shorts at media days yeah i did see it is picture day today and i did see people in our chat saying that too pants are see-through who's going commando for the fills that's a whole different you know some uh, jokesters going commando today jamie they're trying to tap into a whole different audience apparently there's a big penis market out there yeah Yeah. i don't like it it's just not a it's i don't know it's a lot going on here this is not what i had on my bingo card to start (laughs) off 2024 that we'd have all this chaos cell phones down people are tweeting out it's doomsday and everything else but in the chat you Xfinity guys have a Mobile lot staying strong though well yeah it was uh it was at&t that was the main and, one that uh, was down. i think i think verizon as well a bunch I, of them i was shooting texts out to people i you have at&t good? and i've been good so my far i think I, either that you know what? My, phone is, the whole time. my phone's extremely dry though at&t so cricket I don't know verizon t-mobile yeah, boost u.s you know, cellular I'm going to blame the fact that I have nobody texting me on the fact that cell phones are down. That's the real reason Mm, why nobody's in my, you know, Mm -hmm. in my messages right now. But listen, Jamie, the chat is rolling. You guys have a lot to say. I can't even catch up on all of that, but just want to give a shout smash, out. Smash that Jim like Kelly, Matt Deckard, uh, of course, Chris. John Dave, Cheeseboro. John up? Cheeseboro, because there's some others that have trickled in here. Jarrett? So your phones are working. Jarrett Heller. Jonathan Mike, welcome back. <laughs> Jarrett Mike. got my line about the big penis market out there. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, apparently I CMC. didn't see it. Is it Otani, the one that went penis viral? One of the media Drake day pictures. Went penis viral, but that's yeah, for I think Otani might have gone penis viral yesterday. So congrats oh on all Lord. of his success. But it's good to see the fanatics getting dragged <sighs> for their jerseys. Do enjoy that. Uh, now, Renee, I, di- I didn't see this note. Speaking of penises, Kyle Schwarber is a new father again. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Dad, extra dad power? Is that First what you're of all, saying? I want to say, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Guys, you know listen, how babies are made, right? I do know how babies are made. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Jamie, inappropriate. So inappropriate. <laughs> this is why it's doomsday today. It's like, just start a hole over. Send the flood. Get get these clowns Congrats out of here. Congrats to the Schwarbers. So the Schwarbers did have another baby. Didn't even know they were expecting. So his wife, Paige, gave birth to their second son, Asher, just a few weeks ago. So he, this is twice now that Kyle Schwarber had babies. He's got, he's got quite Dad the timeline. Power. But both of his babies came around 
spring see around the same time this guy is a consummate he's, professional both he maxed yes. out when so his have first babies. child was born Cade was born and then five days later Schwerber was in Clearwater and now Asher was born and a couple weeks later Kyle was in Clearwater he's definitely got a routine uh, but congratulations to Paige and Kyle because hopefully dad, this baby sleeps let's not interrupt uh, Kyle's yeah. sleep this is a very well, he's saying important he's, season he Asher. drove down to Clearwater and he was saying I'm already used to this you know he drove tw- you know 50 hours from his house in Ohio drove down he's like sleep what is sleep um, but it is a baby boom for the Phillies that's always a, a really positive there is thing. the Wheelers I think are pregnant yeah. with their third you know uh, Bryson Stott just, just had, had one his. in November yeah. the Wheelers uh, uh, Nola and well good base playoff baseball makes people horny Renee well, I was going to go That's the other a- direction that having babies gives people dad strength and makes them play really well. But okay. that too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we're we're going a little different yeah, here. Yeah, same uh, ballpark. <laughs> different lane. Same ballpark. Uh, Joel Embiid yeah, yeah. became a better player once he became That's a father. That's what I was going yeah. with. More of like mm-hmm. the, you know, the result of being Absolutely. a dad makes you play better versus yeah. on the other side. Absolutely. Like, okay. Yeah, that's but, good. Congrats to the Schwabers. Yeah, we're, um, we're All right, we got to move because we got we want to get to a couple things before L.A. because L.A. is the best. Well, we, we do wanna... have to move. Jamie will be moving down to Clearwater and just, uh, you know, not too long from now How because long? the countdown is 20 days, 20 days until our PHOI road trip. That's right. You guys can join us for our very first PHOI road trip. We'll be heading down to Clearwater. It's coming up very, very soon, less than three weeks away that we're going down. Now, the details, I just got the itinerary actually yesterday. Guys, if you checked your email, you got the itinerary also. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Lots of fun that we're going to be having down in Clearwater. We'll be hanging, of course, with the legendary Charlie Manuel. It's been great to see him back out at Clearwater. He's he's walking, talking, looking great, doing interviews, speaking about the excitement being back around the team. Also, there's going to be a booze cruise because uh, for St. Patrick's Day, there's a chance that you guys can join us on a private yacht for catered drinks and food. And that'll be a great way to spend St. Patrick's Day. And it's going to be a PHOI spring training takeover where we'll be able to watch the games. They'll cover everything. We're partnering with Philly Sports Trips. They're planning the entire experience, flights, hotels, game tickets, transportation, making it nice and easy for you. So head on over to our website, allphly.com slash events to learn more and book your trip so that March 13th through the 18th, you can hang with us, have some fun, watch some baseball, and be down in Clearwater with us for our Philly Sports Trips uh, Combin- you know, partnership, I should say, as we're going to have our very first PHOI spring training takeover. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And let me also, while we're here taking care of business, tell you about <clears throat> one of our new clients here at the station. We are so excited is on board with us, and that's Empire Today. You all know the jingle. Renee has a tattooed in her brain. To 300 Empire. You've been hearing today. it on TV your entire lives. That. And that's because you can trust them because they're. They're the top at what they do. And fans, using empiretoday.com slash PHLY, you can get $350 off new floors. That's $350 off just by telling them uh, that, you know, PHLY sent you. Use that website. With Empire Today, you get the shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Floors are like the lifeblood of a house. And, you know, when Whenever you're looking at a house, you're always looking at the floors. And if you need an upgrade, maybe you're moving into a new place that needs an upgrade, whatever it may be, uh, they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. 
they just pick the best of the best and they leave their selection uh, to speak for itself because they bring you the best. It's not an exhausting uh, combination of combing through all these different things that you don't know what you're doing. They have a virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space in your house. Uh, so schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off uh, discount from us here when you use code PHLY as the promo code. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHLY right there on your screen for you today for details. Uh, all right, a couple more Phillies things. We'll see if we have time to uh, get in the first baseman. I already think we're running behind on that so we might do that after la because <laughs> which um, means we're going over an hour well we don't have to we, no we can we can still do it i don't want to keep la more than um, you know 10 to 15 yeah, minutes and so. people, listen marvin klein what's up glad you're here you are here in time for la uh we've got some others that are trickling in you guys are right on time daniel uh kieran what's up everyone but uh, yeah, let's, let's let's run through this, Jamie. Yeah. Drive us, so Fangraphs yesterday came <laughs> out with their yearly predictions uh, for F War, and I wanted to buzz through it real quick because I know Tyler. Did you get the notification yesterday? Oh, good lord! Your Fangraphs notification. Here's Here we the go. Regular joke. <laughs> Here, Here we it go. Is. I mean, look, I love it too. Uh, so Fangraphs <laughs> yesterday. Here is the War prediction model for the upcoming year for the starting rotation and uh, and some of the bullpen uh, leading the way no surprise here zach wheeler is projected to get a five war on the year from fangraphs right on his knee on his heels excuse me uh it is an even numbered year so aaron nola should thrive this year uh 4.8 for aaron nola uh which is really really good so if he can give you a 4.8 this year no surprise there anybody want to take a guess at who's third renee you may have already seen it or have it in front of you so tyler why don't you guess (laughs) i'm looking at the numbers just starters all pitchers are considered. Well, I know who the answer probably is. The answer who it should be is not the same as who it probably is. My oh. guess is it's Taiwan Walker. It is not. Oh, Taiwan is fourth. Should be Ranger Suarez. It is, it is Ranger, Ranger Suarez. Suarez. Oh, okay. At two point three projected go, war, Taiwan Walker fourth at one point eight. I just assumed that they were like, oh, this guy throws innings and he won fifteen games last well, they, year. They, like they probably took in the adorableness factor with uh, Rangers. Oh, and that there probably it is. Really bumped it Especially up. Especially once him. you see the curly top yeah. with the hat on top. Uh, yeah, sun kissed already. Oh, Guy's you're just, in love. Yeah, he's just good lord. He's just fantastic. But it, uh, and then <laughs> this is pretty encouraging. Up. Christopher Sanchez, now that you know kind of their scale a little bit here, 1.8 for Walker, 2.3 for Suarez. What do you think they project for Christopher Sanchez? Uh, probably like a 1.5. A 1.7. Close, Tyler. Close. Uh, Christopher Sanchez, Jose Alvarado come in at 1.7, and then at a 0.8 is Jeff Hoffman. So those are your war like projection leaders from Fangraphs. Now on the offensive side of the ball, you want to take a guess at who they got number one, Tyler? Uh, actually, I, I would venture a guess uh, because you immediately go Bryce Harper. Yep. Mm. But you venture a guess. This guy's good. Is it Trey Turner? It is Trey Turner at a 5.1. If you can get Trey Turner at a 5.1 level, that's a very, very good year for Trey Turner. Oh, yeah. Number two, Bryce Harper, 3.7. 
Uh, then we got JT Real Muto at 3.2, Bryson Stott at 2.6, mm-hmm. uh, Schwarber at 1.8, Brandon Marsh 1.7, and Alec Bohm at a 1.6. So yeah. there is your fan graph projections for the year. Well, listen, someone was commenting on our rankings for top third baseman, calling for Alec Bohm to be listed higher than Alex Bregman. Um, um, that would be spectacular, but <laughs> I can't do that incredible. in a sound mind. I know, uh, but for Alec Bohm and, and for this list in general, I should say, working through Bohm and Marsh are two of the names that jump out at me. I'd love for them to have, you know, an upswing this year in their numbers. If we can get a steady Bryson Stott, a full season Trey Turner, uh, the way that we saw post-August ovation, makes you very excited about what this team can be. And then, of course, a healthy full season of Bryce Harper. It's it's whew, it's great. It's very great. I All like right. it. Well, let's just get to our first baseman here uh, because, you know, we have seven or eight minutes. And I believe what? I, Do you think we could crack this? If oh, we can, know, we'll finish up bases. afterwards. Yeah. I okay. think first base, there isn't as much debate as there has been with some other positions. I, some, uh... um, I think there's going to be a lot of the same names here today. Uh, so let's get it started with first baseman. And then when L.A. joins, we'll we'll ditch this and see where he thinks Bryce Harper ranks. Uh, so first baseman, I'll kick it off at number five. If I can find my list here, there it is. Uh, I'm going to start off with a guy I hate. Um, <laughs> everything about him, the team he plays for, oh, his meathead man. attitude, uh, his stupid nickname. I think they call him the polar bear. Um Pete Alonzo, number five. I didn't want to have him in my list, but I kind of thought I had to. So Pete Alonzo, number five for me. Pete is not on my list. My number five, starting off with Christian Walker. Um, he was around seven for me. He's yeah, really good. I, yeah, very, very good. Listen, Gold last year at 3-8 war, um, he, in his 157 games, a 123 OPS plus, splits 258, 333, 497. Walker has consistently and quietly been developing as a top first baseman in the game. Local kid. Um, and did have his second se- successive season of 30 homers, three war, and as you mentioned, NL Gold Glove honors. So, yeah, I'm going with Christian Walker, who's been seeming like he's trending, unfortunately, um, in the right direction with just the way he performed last year. 103 RBIs, 33 home runs. Number five, Walker. Hate, 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 hate <laughs> the fact that I have to leave off one of my all-time favorite players Sorry, and Tyler. a guy who uh, last, not last year, but two years ago, won the National League MVP. But I have to leave Paul Goldschmidt off. He's six for me, and there's a reason that I'm doing it. But I am also Jamie going to start with this dude. Pete Alonso, 86 home runs over the last two years. Uh, I-, I could see this guy closing in on potentially 50 home runs this season. Over 100-plus RBIs each of the last two years. 131 led Major League Baseball in 2022. The average took a significant dip from 271 to 217. And despite that, he still slugged well over 500. The OPS was well over 800. And an OPS plus of 122 in what was a bad year for batting average-wise. Uh, 46 home runs last year. I expect a number similar to that this year. I believe he's in a contract year as well uh, for the Mets. I would ex- I would not be stunned if Pete Alonso balls out this year, and I hate the fact that I have to say that. Alright, number four, I'm going to go with uh, the guy you just said you're leaving off, Paul Goldschmidt. It was, uh, you know, quote-unquote a down year for the MVP two years ago. A 3-5 war is a down year, much like Trey Turner, where if 
you're getting a 3-5 as a down year. You still got a pretty damn good player on your hand. OPS plus last year of 120, uh, you know, running RBI 80 plus on each. He can easily be that 90 plus on each type of guy. Uh, still hit 268. Uh, his on base is 363. Paul Goldschmidt, still a really good glove. Uh, still a tremendous first baseman. He's number four for me. All right. So uh, one of the top contact hitters in baseball won the AL batting title. I'm going Andy Diaz uh, for my number four. That's Tyler's boy. I know. Num he's got a 5-2 war last season. Hit 78 RBIs, 22 homers. Um, at a prime age of 32, where he was able to continuously just improve in all areas. I mean, the batting average alone that he's had, 330 split last year with 410, 522, uh, 274 total bases. It's Yandy Diaz for, on the offensive side alone, what he gives you at that base pop um, and just that extra level that he provides. Yeah, not a whole lot for me to add because my number four is also Yandy Diaz. And uh, defensively, mm -hmm. he's about average, maybe a, a slight step worse. But as you mentioned, he led the American League in batting average last year, a plus 400 on base percentage uh, and enough pop to keep you honest. 22 home runs last year was his career high. The 78 RBI was also his career high and he only played 137 games last year and he still finished sixth among American League MVP voters, a silver slugger for the first time. Not a whole lot to add from this list, Renee, because I'm also going Yandy Diaz and I think he, maybe he even takes another step mm. in 2024. Um, number three, I'm going with our hometown hero, Bryce Harper. Uh, I cannot in good conscience put him ahead of Matt Olson yet. Uh, that was what this kind of boiled down to for me because I think number one's a lock <laughs> across the board. Uh, Bryce, uh, what else is there to say about this guy? His OPS plus last year was a 146. He had a 3-7 war in, you know, two-thirds of a season coming off of major surgery, still got over 20 home runs in, in less than 500 at-bats last year. RBIs were great. On base was a 400. This guy could be your leadoff hitter. He could be your third hit, three-hole hitter. He could be your four-hole. You can plug and play this dude wherever. He is the epitome of a baseball player. There's a chance he could eclipse Matt Olson for number two, uh, but I can't do it yet. So I'm going to go Bryce Harper number three. Well, I love the fact that in the chat you guys are giving your predictions for where you think you know the top three guys are going to be. I actually... Because we're giving our projections for how they're going to perform in 2024. Oh, do it. And taking the bait. I'm going Matt Olson number three. Obviously, last year, Olson set the Braves franchise record. 54 home runs in his uh, second season. He's been filling the shoes of Freddie Freeman tremendously. 7-4 war. Uh, along with those 54 homers, 139 RBIs, led the NL League in, in a lot of different categories, uh, slugging percentage being one of them, does, has done a fantastic job as a first baseman, absolutely a top first baseman in the league. But in my projections for 2024, He's the number three first baseman. Yeah, the Oakland A's can burn in the coldest portion of hell <laughs> yes. for moving Matt Olsen and Sean Murphy agree. for nothing. Um, I am going to agree with you, uh, Jamie, on my number three, because this is a conversation of is he a better first baseman or is he a better baseball player? And I think that that is... Bryce is a better baseball that's player. That's the correct answer, yes. right. But if we're ranking the first baseman, a guy moving to first for the first time full-time in his career, uh, I, it's really, really difficult for me to put him ahead of a guy that just hit 50-plus home runs and led the uh, the. National League and you know or was it up amongst the National League in just about every major statistical offensive category Bryce Harper is a freak yes and I'm not sure that he's a human at this point he's so good he could play everywhere if he wanted to throw yeah. an inning of mop-up duty I'd probably let him um 
putting him at three is not a disservice no. to, to the fact that this guy is moving to first base full-time for the first time in his career. Uh, Bryce Harper at number three for me as well. Yeah, so number two, I got uh, the stinking brave Matt Olson. Uh, you know, kills it. First base is a loaded position with three of the top five potentially in baseball all coming out of the NL East. Uh, Matt Olson, a 7 4 war last year. His OPS plus was a 162. I mean, his on base is a 389. Batting average is 280 plus 54 home runs. I mean, a great glove. Like, screw this guy. And you're right, Tyler. Fuck the Oakland Athletics for trading him and Murphy into our division for Jack Squat. We got Christian Pache from him. They got Matt Olson. Seems <laughs> like a raw deal. But yes, Matt Olson is tremendous and unfortunately in the NL East. Well, I think at the end of 2024, we're going to have a new top dog sitting at that first baseman spot because Freddie Freeman is my number two first Whoa. baseman. Yes, and I'm not saying it's a hot take. I'm saying this because I, and I'll get to why Bryce is number one, but Freddie Freeman is my number two overall. 6'6", six, six war last year. Listen, I know the talents of Freddie Freeman and absolutely his numbers and everything he's done. 29 homers, 102 RBIs last year. He had his first 2020 season of his career, hit 59 doubles, highest single season total uh, since Todd Helton in 2000. Tied for seven ties all time. Freddie Freeman is also a freak of nature. Very talented. It's not a discredit to him. It's just my... This is tough. This is very tough. But I'm going to go on a bold statement and say Freddie Freeman for as great as he is and even with the with the Dodgers, all the pieces they have, I think he's going to be that number two. All right. Well, let's wrap this up just after LA. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our guests. <laughs> Good and time to pause. Pretty much uh, we, we know who's going to be number one on that list, but we want to welcome in uh, to the show in one second here, Larry Anderson. Uh, you know him from the Phillies radio network on WIP. Uh, you know him from a 17-year career in Major League Baseball himself. Um, we'll have to get... I just learned of a new prank that L.A. pulled in his time in oh, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, somebody in our Discord asked him to... Uh, or us to ask him about. Uh, but he works with Scott Fransky. They're one of the best radio play-by-play -play teams in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, you know him, you love him. He's Larry Anderson. He'll be with us here in one second as we just sort out a little technical issue. Well, while that's happening, let me tell you about the Game Time app really quickly. Sure. Because the Game Time app is a spot, especially as we're getting uh, closer and closer to the season. It's time to buy tickets. You can see where you're going to be seated on the Game Time app. They give you a nice picture view of where your tickets are. They also allow you to make it easier just because you can download the app. You can browse through different concerts, comedy shows, games, all types of events, entertainment, sporting events. Doesn't matter. The Game Time app has got it covered and use the code PHLY to be able to get $20 off your purchase over at the Game Time app. Sign up today, download the app, and use code PHLY for $20 off. All right, I already gave him the intro. <laughs> Let's welcome him into the show, Larry Anderson. LA, what is up, buddy? What's happening? How you doing? So, are yeah, you currently down in Clearwater, sir? Yes, I am. Are you a part of the Phillies golf outing yesterday? I was there. <laughs> okay, so you, you saw legendary was, Larry uh, get the ace. I was uh, I was I was a unwilling I shouldn't say unwilling participant. I was a uncontributing participant <laughs> in the golf tournament yesterday. Nice. So uh, how how is Florida so far? Uh, it looks like a lot of fundamentals are getting worked on this week. It's great to see Charlie back in the building. How has your experience been thus far? Um. It's been fun. I got. I went up there yesterday. Watched uh, Nola throw live batting practice. He looked good. Uh, he and Willer, um, a couple others. They look like they're it, like it's July for them. I mean, they came in. A lot of these guys came in. They're ready to go. 
And I think they're chomping at the bit, especially after the last two years, the way things ended, especially last year. Um, I think it left a better, a bitter, bitter taste in their mouth. That they're like, we're coming in, and although there weren't a whole lot of changes, I think if you look at this team, that how far they got the last two years, I don't think they need to make a lot of changes. There, I will say this: I don't think there's a lot of depth, but the, but the talent they have right now, I think, is is certainly enough to to take it all the way. Yeah, and Larry, you've been a part of a number, obviously, very successful teams. And something that stands out to me is a lot of those groups were, as, as you've even called them, the band of the misfits, guys that were maybe underrated or overlooked and came together and had the camaraderie, had the chemistry. What similarities do you see from this group compared to some of your past teams that you were a part of? I think the, the biggest thing is, uh, and I, I say this a lot, that the camaraderie or the chemistry of the players um, I think Dombrowski, David, has, has talked to this a, few, a number of times. I think Middleton has mentioned it recently, um, that the guys that they bring in, they want to make sure they fit in, not just as a, as a player, but as a, um, as a part of the team, as part of the group, not taking away from what they have. And somebody asked me last year, somebody was saying something about Juan Soto, and I, I don't know if I said it publicly or if I said it to somebody privately, but I said, I'll take Garrett Stubbs over Soto. And, <laughs> and it, people look at me and go crazy. I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't see Soto as a, as a team player. I don't, um, I, I, I don't see him uh, take doing with his talent, what he's capable of doing. I don't see him doing as much as some others. I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I might be way off base, but, um, but like a guy like Stubby, he's so important to that team because of what he brings. He's just the energy he brings all the time. When, when things are going through the game, he's there. He's pulling for his teammates. Um, you have to be really careful to bring people in that don't fit the mold that your team has right now. And that's the one thing I think the similarity is that these guys love each other. They have a great time. They have fun together. And I think it shows in the way they play. Um, obviously, you know, the last two years, things didn't, they didn't finish the job, especially last year. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, that they really pull for each other and, and they, they're just a great team, a great chemistry and great camaraderie. L.A., uh, you know, you don't travel as much as you used to, so you're not around as many ballparks. Uh, but I think Whit Merrifield's comments this week speak to just that. Like, he said word gets around baseball, not only the atmosphere at Citizens Bank Park, but how close this team is, how much fun they have. I mean, you've seen it before. Like, uh, that can be the difference of a championship team and not. And I think Whit Merrifield saying that means word is out around baseball, what's going on in Philly. Yeah, the, the the unselfishness of what he said, like he mentioned that he could have gone somewhere else and been an everyday player. He's like, I want to. I'm at the end of my career. I'm, I know where I'm at, you know. And that's one thing he he knows who he is as a player, as a person. And he's like, you know what? I want to. I want a chance to go deep into the playoffs. I want a chance to win a world championship. And for him to come here and say, you know, I'm I'm okay with with moving around, with with coming off the bench, with getting some sporadic play. Um, consistently, um, and to, to say that, I think, speaks volumes about about this club and, and you know, saying, talking to other people that, that have been here or seen it and ask them what it's like, they're like, it's anything you can imagine times 10. And it is. It's uh, the, the way the, the, the fans, the reactions, the, the way they've taken to this team has been phenomenal.
And you know firsthand what it's like moving. You're no stranger to moving city to city. I had to write this down. I couldn't believe six different cities in Major League Baseball across 17 years that you were a part of, 12 different cities in the minors across nine and a half seasons. And when you came to Philly and had a chance to play with teammates like Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton and Tug, you know, what was that experience like as someone coming into Philly new compared to the previous cities you had been a part of? In a word? intimidating <laughs> yeah. I came from and I say I talk to people about this all the time and it's no knock on the guys I played with in Seattle but I, I left Seattle I bought they bought my contract from Seattle I was actually on loan to the Phillies AAA team um, when when they bought my contract I mean Seattle didn't even want me in AAA so um, that, I was okay with that but I, you know in Seattle I, I, I Dave Edler was our third baseman Paul Cerna at shortstop Julio Cruz at second Bruce Bochte at first Rod Bulling catcher. I mean, these are not household names. If if you get my drift, I'm not I'm not trying to dog anybody here. And I was a part of of, of, of a, that Seattle team that wasn't very good. Um, I was a part of it for two years. But to leave that and then walk into the clubhouse at 30 years old and already already having some big league experience and walking in and seeing Schmidt, Carlton, Morgan, Perez, Rose. Um, I'm like, what am I doing here? This is not <laughs> where I'm supposed to be. I'm in the wrong place, obviously. I mean, that's how I felt. Um, and then my locker, they put my locker right next to Tug, which was a, that was actually a blessing in disguise because he's, he just relaxes you. He just, he, he just made it fun all the time, which I, I appreciated. And, um, so, so to come into that Philly clubhouse, I was like, oh my goodness, I, I have to, I have to be good or this is not going to go well. Um, but it was, it was, and it is in retrospect, looking back, one of the greatest thrills of my life, walking into that clubhouse and seeing all these hall of famers on the same team. And that's not counting the other guy, you know, the, the guys that weren't hall of famers are Gary Maddox in center field and Sarge in left field, Gary Matthews, uh, Lescano. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a good ball club and, uh, a little older and a little longer in the tooth, a little older, but, uh, these guys knew how to play and they knew how to win. So, Larry, uh, you know, integrating the youth with the veteran core in place, not everybody can be a $25 million player. The Phillies are leaning uh, in two pretty, two pretty big spots this year in center field and a high-leverage bullpen arm, whatever you want to call them, in Orion Kirkering. Uh, do you expect both these kids to step up? Because uh, they're being counted on for big roles this year. Yeah, I do. I think um, – and, and Rojas, I thought – I mean – a lot of guys didn't hit in the playoffs. I mean, they did at certain times, but then when it came to the end, like everybody just kind of tanked and uh, at the same time. And that was just unfortunate. It, it's not like they planned to do that or wanted to do that. Um, but Rojas, he really struggled there. And I think he got exposed a little more for his inexperience. But during the season, he did a nice job. Um, the one thing they, they said the, this spring, and I saw him, he bulked up a little bit. And I, I don't know, for me, that, that creates a little more concern. It, if it's to, to get his um, energy, not his energy level, but it's just his yeah. overall everyday level, you know, to get that throughout a six-month season um, is one thing. But to do it to try and hit the ball a little further, I mean, to me, this is obviously my personal opinion, but he should be bunting every day and doing everything he can to hit the ball on the ground, which goes totally against analytics. But if he's not hitting the ball on the ground, he's not utilizing his biggest asset and that's his wheels, his speed. And so, I mean, I, I don't know what they're talking to him about. If they want him lifting the ball more or if they're, 
You know, they don't want him hitting the ball on the ground. It just it's baffling. But he's got that speed. If he can just utilize it, if he can put the bat on the ball, bunt the ball, hit the top of the ball. Hit, if it's not hit right in an infielder, he's got a chance to beat every infield hit out or every ball he hits in the ground. So um, I, I think he'll and he's so valuable in the outfield. Um, to have him in center just makes the world of difference defensively, which as a pitcher is what you want. Um, Kirkering, I think, came up. Um, he, he doesn't seem to be uh, intimidated by by the big leagues, but um, one of the things I was just it just baffled me is last year the, he spent the year in the minor leagues, right, until he came up uh, at the end. Um, in the whole year, you know how many times he pitched back to back days? Zero. Zero. How, Insane. How, how does how do I, I just? Excuse me. I, I can't get my wrap my head around that. How they allow that to happen at at the minor league level? At, and so the first time he ever pitched back to back days was in the playoffs. And and then the other thing I, I, I talked to Rob Thompson about. I was like, why is this guy? He's throwing 97, 98 as his fastball. Why is he throwing all sliders? I did it because I didn't have a fastball. I didn't have a choice. I I had to try and trick him with something else because my cheese wasn't going to get by anybody. But for him throwing 97, 98 and not using it, I'm like, how does that happen? And then they said that, uh, you know, the analytics people said in the minor leagues, they hit, you know, 118 or whatever it was off his slider. I'm like, yeah, but, but you know what you just said where he did that? He did that in low A ball, in A ball, in double A. And he had what, maybe two games in triple A of that? That the bit that the, the, the I think it's so important to understand that the minor leagues are vastly different from the major leagues. They just are. I, don't, I think they're further apart. Triple A from the big leagues is further apart now than it used to be. Um, whether people believe that or not, I, I certainly do because I see guys that excel at triple A. They get the big leagues, and there's just like how do you how do you do that down there? And he's doing this up here. It's just it's kind of baffling, but. I mean, they're both both guys, Rojas and Kirkman, I think are going to be big, big keys to this season. I, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And Ellie, you're saying a lot of the same things and asking the same questions. I know we've talked about here on the show. I'm curious to know, going into this season, what are the, you know, two, maybe three key areas that you'd like to see the Phillies step up and make adjustments to have a successful year this season? Um, I, I think the one of the biggest things is just consistency, you know, um, Knowing themselves and and recognizing pitches, knowing what to swing at, what not to swing at. I think that a big part of, I mean, to to me, we have one of the greatest slugging teams ever, but one of the, to, for me, one of the worst offensive average teams. It just, we have guys that can hit the ball out of the park. We don't have guys that can hit the ball in play consistently, and the the strikeouts were extremely high um, as a team, and I I think that. They can put up great numbers, but you have to put the bat on the ball. If you put the bat on the ball, there's a chance you can get on base. If you're striking out, you're not getting on base. And I think that's, to me, that's the biggest thing. Um, I think this isn't up to the players specifically, but it's. I think the health is is going to be very important. If, as I said earlier, I don't think there's a ton of depth, so it's it's vitally important that these guys stay healthy. And I think that's something that the, the club, the organization as a whole, is is looking at is what they can do, especially starting in spring training, early part of the season, making sure that guys get their rest, that they're healthy, that they're they're strong at the end of the season. And I think that's 
probably the the biggest key. Uh, the consistency and staying healthy, I think, are the two biggest things they have to think about this year. Yeah. yeah now, L.A., uh, people know uh, from videos of you throughout the years, you like to have fun, and you're a baseball player, and you get it. Um, now, you said you weren't liked in Seattle, maybe, by the organization as much. I just read today about this Jello prank, <laughs> uh, which I did not know about. So for those out there that might not be familiar with you, you're one of the great pranksters, and you, you really enjoyed your time in baseball. Um, what were you thinking uh, pulling the bed out of the room of your manager? Uh, can you please explain the Jello prank to those that might not be familiar with it? But this might take a couple months. Um, the Jello prank went on for about I'm. six months. <laughs> um, but it started with uh, Joe Simpson, who's currently a broadcaster with uh, the Braves. Um, he was our center fielder. Uh, Richie Zisk, who was our DH in Seattle. Um, the three of us got together, and, and Renee Latson was our manager, who I, one of my favorite managers of all time, um, because he was honest. Just, I mean, dead honest. And he would tell you to your face, you're not good enough. And he basically told me I wasn't good enough to come back to the Phillies, I mean, to the uh, Mariners in 83. Um, but uh, he actually told me in, in spring training, he said, you know, you're going to have to, or in the winter before spring training in 83, he said, you know, you're going to have to have a good spring to make this club. And I said, Latch, why are you lying to me? And he goes, I'm not lying. I never lied to you. I won't lie to you. I'm not lying to anybody. I was like, well, you just did. And he goes, how? And I said, you said I was going to have to have a good spring to make this club. And he goes, exactly. I said, no, that's, that's a lie. He goes, how? I said, I'm going to have to have an outstanding spring to make this club, and you know it. And he kind of laughed, and he said, well, maybe. And, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he was just a great guy. But he would he liked to have his social sparklers now and then. And we were in Chicago, and he went out to Rush Street and kind of got in a little late. Well, in the hotel lobby bar, there was uh, Lee Pelicudis was our traveling secretary, who later became their general manager. But he was our traveling secretary. He got a key for us to Latch's suite. So Richie Zisk, <laughs> Simpson, and myself, we went and bought 18 or 16 boxes of cherry jello. He had two toilets in his suite. We got the key from Lee. We get in the suite, put eight boxes of jello in each toilet, got buckets of ice, put it in the toilet, start stirring it. <laughs> trying to get it to gel. We took his bed, put it in the shower, um, <laughs> his mattress, I should say. Uh, we toilet papered his room. We took all the light pieces out, all the light fixtures out, the light bulb. Um, and we took the mouthpiece out of his phone. Oh, wow. Um, and we un unplugged every anything that was plugged in, we unplugged. So his alarm had like 1101. Uh, so that's when he knew who's, this is when it happened uh, at night. Uh, he came home from, from Rush Street and just wanted to plop on his bed. Well, all there was was a box spring. <laughs> uh, and then we had wrote, written some things in French on his mirror in, with soap. Um, and so it basically became the great Jello caper. Um, and it went on. We actually, for every road trip we had after that, he would have a bowl of Jello in his suite. Lee <laughs> would, would set it up ahead of time. And so he just got going. And so we were in Baltimore one time, you know, later in the season. And uh, and Dave Niehaus said, Latch, I, I think I, when we had Dave Niehaus as our broadcaster, Hall of Fame broadcaster, he was in on it. And he goes, Latch, I think I, I, think I know what's going on with the Jello stuff. And he goes, I got it on my recorder. And Latch says, well, give it to me. He said, no, I can't. I got to do the pregame show and the postgame. So after that, I'll bring it in to you. So it just so happened. Um, 
after the game. Richie's, we won the game. Richie just got a big game, so he was the star of the game. So we said to Richie, he said, before you do the, the, the radio show post game, he said, make sure you tell Dave to, you know, come in the clubhouse and tell Latch that he lost the, the recorded over it or whatever. So after the game, Latch walks into the clubhouse and he goes, Dave, Niehaus, come here. And Dave started to say something and, and, and just kind of shook his head like, no, Latch, I can't. And Latch blurted out, those blankety blanks got to you, didn't they? <laughs> so he, he knew something was going on. So then we went to New York after that. We got, where you know where you could, used to be able to make up newspaper headlines? Yeah. But we, I had uh, probably about 10 or 15 newspaper headlines made up. It said, uh, Jello Gate tapes lost, last apple. <laughs> yeah. It just, and it kind of just went on. And then at the end of the season, um, we made uh, three of the big uh, brown paper grocery sacks or bags and wrote and made a, uh, Joe Simpson kind of colored them in like they were jello uh, boxes. <laughs> and the three of us put them on our head and Latch did kind of a what's my line thing or who, you know, asking questions, trying to figure out who it was. He still didn't know who the three guys were specifically until after this team party at the end of the season. And that's right. basically how it unfolded. Oh, that, is that. A, that is I a tight-knit locker room. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, secrets were safe in there, I guess, LA, huh? <laughs> yeah. I love that you uh, tell that story with a straight face. <laughs> and honestly, I feel <laughs> it makes me wonder what else happened because I was I was reading and watching some past interviews and different things, and I know you you mentioned, you didn't actually, I didn't know about the Jell-O story itself, but different things about, you know, the, the celebrations, the dance parties, jamming out to, you know, High Hopes, Mitch Williams, a.k.a. Mitchie Poo, uh, Sunflower Seeds, all everything, the Spin Doctors, you know, a lot of very memorable moments. And I'm sure, yeah. and I wish we had time to talk about them all day, but I'm curious to know, outside of the Jell-O story, <laughs> what is something that stands out as one of the most memorable, it could be wild, funny, whatever, um, you know, direction it goes, story from your experiences with these guys during your time in Philly? Um, 1993, our number one draft pick was Wayne Gomes. He came out of uh, Old Dominion. Um, I was coaching in triple. No, it was actually, it was 90. He was our number one pick in 93, but I coached him in 95 when I was a player coach in double A. And uh, he kept messing with me. We had the pitchers chart the games and he kept breaking the pencils to, to go with the chart to chart the games. So I said, I called him Grimace. I had nicknames for all of them. I called him Grimace from the McDonald's <laughs> purple thing. Um, so I said, Grimace, you keep doing it. You keep messing with me. I'm going to get you. Well, he kept the next day. Sure enough, he breaks the pencil. I'm like, all right, that's it. Well, I got in touch with the Phillies organization, talked with Lee Thomas, our general manager, had him in on it, Gomes's agent, had everybody in on this thing. And uh, Bill Dancy was our manager in Reading, and we had a meeting after a game. And he said, uh, I just want you guys to know that uh, Wayne Gomes has just been traded to Japan. And they had a crew come in uh, uh, from ESPN, the magazine, and that's, they asked me to set this up. And they said, do you have a prank? Can you pull a prank you know, for the program? And I said, I'll figure something out. So this is what it was. He, he got on the phone, with, and they, they had a guy named James Chang, who was actually Korean, but... Um, and he had a microphone, had his, the, the mic that you plug in, he had it in his coat pocket, in his sports coat. So nothing was going, nothing was really happening, but they followed him around and they said, well, they're doing a, a special documentary for minor league baseball for a Japanese company. 
And so they had, they said they have permission to go anywhere they want. So he followed Gomzi around all the time. And then when he found out he was traded, he gets on the phone, he goes in Bill Dancy's office, the manager's office, he's calling his mom, he's calling his girlfriend or fiance at the time. And he's like, I just got traded to Japan. I'm going to, I think I'm going to Nomo's old team, the Yasuchuchi Massachusetts or something. And I, he couldn't even say what it was, but he was, he was dumbfounded. And it's, it went on, um, that day, throughout uh, the the workout and spring training, he's packing his bags. He's throwing his shoes to Larry Mitchell, who was his best friend on the team. Mitch is like oh, crying. He goes, "I don't want your shoes. I don't want them." It just it, it got going. So I almost got to the point where I felt bad, just a little bit, but not a lot. Just a little. Almost. So after all this happened, after batting, this was actually pre, I'm sorry, pregame. All this happened, and then after the game, um, Dance came in and said, "Well." Um, you, you know, you said, do you want to say something, L.A., and, and talk, you know, just about what's going on? And I said, well, I, you know, I appreciate what you've done for us this year, Gomzi, and I'm, I'm sorry you're not going to be here for the playoffs. It's just sad. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to miss the fact that you kept messing with me, kept breaking the pencils. And I said, I told you I would get you, and I just got you. And his, <laughs> he just, his, his grin went from ear to ear. He was already packed his bag. And it was the thing where he's going to have to leave in two days. So he's going to have to pack his bags, get home, pack all his stuff up, and be ready to head to Japan. And so that was, that ended up being. It was so good, show. LA. They pulled it out on Kyle Kendrick a couple years later. So uh, you, you yes. were, yeah, you were a ground setter in the prank game and uh, yes. the great stories. <laughs> well, buddy, I don't want to keep you forever because we could talk baseball all day with you. Yeah. We, we very much appreciate your time. Looking forward to you and Scott on the call back at home this year. We're two days away from baseball. It's a great time of the year. Uh, we love you, LA. The whole town does. Uh, thanks for your time today, and we'll hear you on the radio real soon, pal. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoyed it. Anytime, yeah, LA. You. You're the thank best, you. buddy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The great Larry Anderson. Man. Uh, he is the absolute best. My cheeks hurt from smiling yeah. and laughing. Uh, I meant to tell him next time I see him, beer on me. And I like the fact that he gives everybody nicknames. Yeah. I, I was like, ah. Oh, <laughs> it's your kindred spirit we're, right we're there. We're connected. Those yes. are some great stories. And LA is, uh, honestly, if you, like, we have some great baseball icons that end up staying yeah. uh, in this town. And, and Larry Anderson is is absolutely one of them. Him and Fransky are the best. And I know in the chat you guys are mentioning, uh, first of all, a lot of, lot of laughter, a lot of, like, chiming along and you guys are talking about him coming back we'll definitely have to 
at some point connect with him, yeah. uh, whether on the show or off the show, as you mentioned, and yeah. connect with LA again because he's got stories for days. Yes, he <laughs> is the best. All right, let's resume our first base uh, discussion oh, as yeah. soon as Tyler is ready. Uh, so we, well, hold on, we we just went from LA telling amazing <laughs> stories, and now we're gonna be like, well, my number two well, favorite baseman. We basically <laughs> just have to talk about Freddie Freeman uh, oh, I, to round I out the list. Much was, yeah, I pretty You're much Bryce was Harbor. We're Freddie Freeman. Everybody knows where I'm we're going. I'm taking the gamble. Yeah, uh, but yes, again, thank you to LA. One of the, one oh, of the best. The best. The best. Uh, I'd like to get the uh, the more uncensored uh, version of some of his stories oh, over yeah. a couple beers one time. I just I, like how he was so mild mannered about his stories. Oh yeah. That's always that's what makes you a great storyteller when you're not like you can tell the details with a straight face and they're ridiculous. And details. that's why that's why him and Fransky. I know I keep harping on them, but they really are great. That's why they're such yeah. a good pair because Fransky is a great steady man mm -hmm. like he he doesn't let la's absurdities uh deter him and he just kind of pokes and prods at him i, I will and say it's just too, a, such a good dude like uh, so we know la is hysterical right he's, yeah he's yeah. a great storyteller all this fransky's low-key funny oh, too hilarious yeah. like his, his yeah. is more subtle it's more like yeah, jabs, dry. jab like dry stuff mm -hmm. but like I think Fransky's pretty low-key funny, oh, too. Oh, he is. Absolutely. They are they are great. And L.A. now only does the home games. He's cut mm -hmm. back on travel and all that. But uh, if I was running the Phillies, I would say, hey, L.A., whatever the hell you want to yeah, do. Yeah, literally, man. whatever you want to do, let <laughs> us know. My goodness. He's a, he's a great guy to have around. Yeah, and, uh, so uh, it's good. You know, he fantastic. believes in uh, Rojas and Kirkering, and, uh, you know, as do we all. I, I do yeah. think those two young guys are the true difference makers on this team. Yeah. If, they, if they step up and take their jobs and run with it. I think the Phillies are absolutely World Series contenders. If they struggle and go up and down and have the, you know, the, the learning curves of youth, uh, then, you know, there could be struggle points throughout the season. Plus so. their upside is just so high. I mean, these are two guys that are very special. We talk about Yoro, Yoro, as being that gold glove caliber center fielder. I mean, these aren't just pieces you're adding. These are tremendous young talents that really can change the game. So definitely, I agree with his points he made about the Phillies this season, about their group. Um, and I'm interested to hear you guys as we wrap up our first baseman. We'll get to it. Tyler, now it's your time. We've, we've stalled. What's your number two? I think oh, you're I, on number two. Yeah, we're on two now? Yeah. yeah. All right. You're two. Let's let's. Pretend I think we like know, where, know where you're going here. Yeah, I'm going Matt yeah. Olson. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's any secret. And, and I know a lot of people in the chat were saying, well, he only had one really good year. And, and I don't know if I necessarily agree. I know the average was better. The slugging was better last year. And it's why he won his first Silver Slugger award. He probably award. had his career but historic It was year. his best year, yes. yes. But over the last three years, Matt Olson's missed six games in three years. Back-to-back -back years of playing every single game. His final year in Oakland, he played 156 games. He hit 74 home runs, 73 home runs in his previous two seasons before last year. He added 54 more to that total this past year. 353 RBI over the last two seasons. This guy is freaking good. And I think that he was finally like I don't I don't want to say he was finally brought to the fore, forefront of baseball because of the 50 plus home runs but the fact that he almost feels like he was lurking in the shadows a little bit I mean 29 36 39 34 54 home runs over the last five full seasons for Matt Olson this guy is a darn good ball player and I, I understand if you want to put Harper over him, but <laughs> as of right now, saying first baseman specifically, I'm going Matt Olson number two. Yeah. Um, he's really good. All right, let's get to number one. Mine, I think, uh, is no surprise. I think Tyler has the same one. Renee is going out on... Yes, a uh, respected limb saying Bryce <laughs> will be the best. Uh, but mine is Freddie Freeman. Uh, I mean, outside his 
cohort on the right side of the diamond in L.A. Uh, him, Ronald Acuna, and Mookie Betts are probably in discussion for the best players in baseball. He's multi. He's two-time MVP winner. Uh, probably could have been a three- or four-time MVP winner if it wasn't for Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts. Oh, he only won it once. Oh, I thought he won it twice. Uh, I didn't have my notes in front of me. I was just free-balling. Um, but probably could be you could probably make the case he's a three or four time deserving winner of the mvp he's that good he's freddie freeman the guy's tremendous hits for power hits for average uh plays really good defense what the hell doesn't he do he's he's the best first baseman in baseball and there's a new sheriff in town and he looks like guys. buzz from uh uh home alone Oh, I thought you were going to say Buzz Lightyear because no, I was saying I, there's a new sheriff in I town, always, which is a I can't get Buzz connection. from Home Alone out of my head when I watch Freddie Freeman play. I know. I see that, too, actually, Yeah, he's grown up Buzz. Yeah. So there is a new sheriff in town is what I was trying to get to. <laughs> and I do think in 2024, this is the year. Now, he has not even been ranked in the top 10 players for Major League Baseball. Freddie Freeman, of course, was. But my number one, Bryce Harper, is because we're going to get a full season of Bryce Harper at first base. I hear what both of you are saying. Freddie Freeman, this is no knock on Freddie or Matt or anybody else for that matter. This is more about Bryce Harper, who is a superstar athlete that has the ability to rise to any pressure, any level. Listen, I feel comfortable and confident saying that Bryce Harper has the capability of being the top first baseman because he's proven time and time again that he can answer the call. Bryce Harper, last year, I mean, even after returning from Tommy John surgery, returning back, came in first base seamless. And we talk about the production. We haven't even had a chance to see what does it look like with him having a full offseason of training for first base, a full season at first base, a full season healthy. Bryce Harper, if you can step up this season and prove that you, A, deserve to be a top player in the league, but definitely a top first baseman, I think it's possible. You look at last year's numbers, 21 home runs, 72 RBIs. He played in just 126 games, of course, missed the beginning of the season and came out strong. And I think he's going to shake up the baseball world. It's time to put some respect on Bryce Harper's name. He's one of the best in the game and he's definitely one of the best at his position at number one Bryce Harper baby prove me right Vince agrees prove with me you right yes thank you Vince prove Vi me right well Vince hit that thumbs up button when you're in here <laughs> everybody else do the same um there there you have it Renee had the big ones put them on the table said Bryce Harper best and first baseman in baseball aside, it doesn't even matter about numbers Bryce Harper is is a he's a different breed he's a he's different a type of a, comp a competitor he's one of my favorite and Phillies he ever has, yeah he has that mojo of like I'm gonna prove everybody wrong I'm gonna do the unthinkable I'm gonna switch and I see him switching another position I already had the 30 for 30 planned out for his documentary if, if he gets switching to first base winning a ring if he gets the a ring title, i think he very much will be time. in the discussion I for think the greatest this, philly this ever year, 2024 is the year yesterday's bryce is not today's bryce okay this is the year that bryce harper you like what i did there this is the year that bryce harper is going to turn a huge right, corner bell <laughs> I don't done. I'm done. Tyler. Yeah. I, so you guys know when, when people use the phrase like merchant, right? Like foul merchant. It's Joel usually a, it's, is a free throw it's merchant. It's a bad thing. Can Freddie Freeman be a doubles merchant? Because mm. this guy over the, the last five seasons has led the league. Excuse me. The last six seasons has led the league in doubles four times. Last year Jeez. he hit 59 Look at that buzz -ass face. doubles. <laughs> this guy is insane. 200 hits last year, 199 the year prior. And, and guys, one of the weirdest things for me is he's led the league in runs scored. He did it in 2020, 2021, 2022. Three consecutive years led the National League in runs scored. Last year, he scored the most runs of his career at 131 and didn't lead the league in runs scored. Freddie Freeman is like... 
just professional hitter exemplified. You want a guy who has a good plate approach. He strikes out about 100-ish times a year. He struck out 121 last year, and that was high for the last couple of seasons. A 330 average and over 400 OBP. Slugs almost one on the dot. OPS at 161 a year ago. You could be a numbers merchant. You could be a that-guy-knows-ball merchant. And at the end of the day, I think regardless of which side of that you know of the aisle you sit on, whether you're a numbers person or an eye test person, the answer is Freddie Freeman is the best first baseman in baseball. Um, can now. you can you pull up a picture of Buzz real quick? And he thank does. you, Vince Pellegrini, for the super chat. <laughs> what did he say there? Renee is the smartest on the show. Wow. I will take that because wow. you guys have disagreed with me on some takes, and this is one I can stand on with ten toes, ten toes down. Bryce Harper is a different type of animal. Listen, he does. I know K Red is like wow. Freddie does look like Buzz. He does look a lot like How is like nobody, Buzz. like, people didn't realize this? Like, as yeah. soon as he debuted for the Braves, I was like, why is Buzz from Home Alone playing Major League Baseball now? This is so weird. <laughs> He's Buzz. Freddie Freeman is Buzz. <laughs> I can't believe uh, people didn't notice oh, that. Man. Buzz, your girlfriend. I've never seen them Woof. in the same room, so yeah. hey, they've never no, been in the same nobody room together. Nobody knows you know, um, what Buzz has been up to these but days. But yes, uh, Zach, what's up, Zach Garforth? Nice to have you here. Harper should have something like a 305, 310 average, 38 to 44 homers, 105 to 110 RBIs. Yeah, agreed. I like the fact that you guys are agreeing with me, A, but also is this, this, this could make sense. And it's not just a homer take. I legitimately do feel he, like. She certainly could. Yeah, it's going to take a, for sure. uh, an acceleration of home runs and doubles to get there because of what Tyler just said. Like, um, you know, he probably has to be that 285, 45 yeah. home run top six or seven in doubles type of guy but you know what i think this year which is he primed, certainly can do but this year is prime here's the other thing that we have to look at i know cmc i appreciate it that you showing the love and also disagreeing which is fine here's the other thing that you guys have to keep in mind this team as we know the last like the position the numbers as they're very important don't get me wrong but this team as a whole has a whole different level of motivation and bryce is one that i feel like really embodies that the most Obviously, there's the frustration of the last two years. Bryce Harper's very, very desperate and thirsty for that championship. And I think this year is going to be the year they're like, listen, it's now or never. We talk about this being a win-now team. And in order for this to be a win-now team, it starts with number three. So I could see Bryce Harper really putting the team on his back this year and just blowing a lot of these projections and everything through the roof because he is so hungry. This team is so hungry for a title. It's going to take some special performances and a magical season Starts with Bryce Harper. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to guess that swing, and we're not going to torture ourselves. Sure. We're just going to do it quickly today, Renee. And then I have to. Larry um, Anderson. I have to tell you my <laughs> new player I'm pulling for in Major League Baseball because of his amazing belly. We'll get to that. Oh. Uh, but first, let's get to guess that swing for today. Um, now, Tyler, the difficulty scale is. I would I would give this one a. Five. I'd say right in the okay. middle. Ooh. All right. Oh, boy. So we're, we're, we basically have like a week left of these. Um, we do. Yes. Thank so you. I know, Renee, you're looking forward to I've got a new. I've got you don't some have some to torture yourself. You can just fire. I got some new thing, ways to torture you guys on the show. All right. So, Tyler, hit us with today's guess that swing. That's a lefty. Oh, no. It could be a righty with a really high launch angle. Damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The hands. It looks like left is on the bottom. I'm going to go righty. Mm, again, is he facing us? My million-dollar question I always ask, is he facing us or is his back to us? I think his back is to us. 
I don't. I'm going to go righty. I'm going to go righty. I don't know. It looks like the left. Wait, the left hand. Is that the left leg forward or the right leg forward? No, the left the hand's toes, on the top. Look at the. Um, um, or see, I feel like he's facing us, actually. I'm going to go with my gut and just go lefty. <sighs> we already it did Bryson's thought, right? Yeah. It yes. Does, does kind of look I don't like. It, given it looks like a Harper vibes. swing. Yeah. But we already did Bryson and Bryce. It's and a nice it looking looks swing. Like I would imagine this is a home run swing. That's, that is a we already did swing. Derek Hall. We did Clemens. We did Nick Wynn. <sighs> is this a lefty or righty, Tyler? Please put us out of our misery. This is a lefty. Yeah, it's a uh, lefty. Um, okay. We did. Did we do Schwarber? We did because did he wasn't we? as chunky as I thought. Oh yeah, he fooled us all. Um, that, that was still painful. Was Tommy here in 2006? He was. Was that his last year? I think. He was 2000. Because Howard was rookie of the year in 2006, but wasn't Tommy still hanging I on? I think he was, because I remember. That might have been his last he year a, here. Yeah, I think he was. Um, this is tough. Is that this a five? Five. Five dollar. <laughs> no, no <laughs> free advertising here. Jim Tommy. I'm not going to sing it anymore. His final year in Philly was 2005 until uh, he came oh, wow, back later. Oh, wow, that makes the fact that I guessed him a couple of shows ago that Are we sure that's not Bryce Harper? <laughs> I know. Uh, what the heck? Lefty. Wow. I can't believe Jeff I said Jim Tommy as an answer. John um, Can you just give us maybe one more clue? Is this a current player or it's not ben a former player? No, I can't give you that clue. Oh, dang it, Tyler. I thought... Did we do? All right, I'm I'm firing in. I don't want to take any more time. Great American Ballpark. It's good. It's a good guess. Always is. Oh, I'm trying. I'm typing the player's name. I don't have their. Let me uh, drink contact. from my Hallmark cup and hope that I can get some magical powers. Yeah. My guess. <sighs> All right, I'm in. I don't feel good about it, but I've submitted. I've submitted worse answers, so we're just, I'm just going to go with it. All right. Yeah. So Jamie's answer is in. Renee's answer is in. You is both came to answer? the same oh, conclusion. Oh, no. I don't like that. As the same uh, guest this week or uh, the, this, this vibes officer. And it, it is your Chiefs vibes, vibes ah. officer, Garrett Stubbs. He's got to say, from the silhouette, that's Ooh. a pretty looking swing. I would imagine that one went yard. I feel like you got to dance because it's the DJ, Jamie. He has six DJ career does. home runs. Do you think that I think one Chris no, I think, one of it. No, I'm not I mean, going to lie. He's, he's, but he's looking actually, at that's it. why I thought it was yeah. Stubbs because that looks like his one home run he hit this season. That looks like the swing. All right, before we get out of here, uh, my, my cohorts here, Tyler and Renee, have tried to shoot me down on sharing this because they think I'm fat shaming. No, I'm just respecting a belly because I respect a good fat athlete. Oh, man. I pull for the fat athlete. I, I I don't think that's a nice word though, Jamie. I feel like we don't use that word. Chunky? What do you want to call him? Um, he's a fat he's, athlete. He's no, no, no. <laughs> We're not going that far the other way where we can't call fat athletes fat athletes. He's a fat athlete. I, he's a former Phillies farmhand. I saw this picture yesterday, and I was. I feel in, like your tone's also making it mean. You're not it's saying not mean. it I'm nicely. No. <laughs> <laughs> I. If you know anything about me, you know I like fat athletes. I always have. I always will. There's something graceful about a fat guy being an athlete. I don't think that's as nice as you think it is. I think it's a perfectly I it's fine compliment. Um, think I think Sixto needs to work a couple 96-calorie Miller Lights in his diet, if you know what I mean. But here's the picture uh, of the guy that was traded for JT Real Muto yesterday. He's throwing. He's back for the first oh. time in a while. Sixto Sanchez. And just look at that beauty. Oh, I mean... It's that's. 
Look at that belly, Renee. I don't talk about people's size. Sixto <laughs> is eating good. Looks like he Guys, hasn't missed a not, meal. It's not that serious. Yeah, he hasn't <laughs> missed a meal. Some of the jokes online yesterday, six tons Sanchez, uh, were, were really but cracking me up. I mean, somebody's loved one, somebody's uh, father, brother. Uh, yeah, and I'm pulling for them. He's giving dad bod for sure. Oh, that is the ideal male body right there. So, so Sixto, you got a new fan I, in your corner, buddy. I, I'm pulling for you to stay healthy this year and get it done. Um, I just think it's the stance for me. Mm -hmm. Like the That's classic big belly. like big belly stance with the slight lean. I have a belly, so I'm allowed to say these things. That is a beauty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. People in the stat know what I'm talking about. Six dough. Let's go, baby. I'm pulling people, for you. People in the chat are like, it's glorious. Shameful. <laughs> Shameful. More like 12 toe. Yeah. <laughs> six toe is six months. See what you start? You guys are bullying. No, we're I not bullying. I will not be a bystander for bullying. No, I don't we're tolerate this. We're normalizing we dad no, bods. What is it? Zero tolerance? What Ideal is it? male body. The, there it is. Six toe. Go get it, baby. Uh, thanks to everybody for <laughs> hanging out with us. Give six toe's belly a thumbs up before you get out of here. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Uh, John Foley down in Florida will check in with us tomorrow for his Fridays with Foley. Uh, he just put up a video on his Twitter account. We retweeted it from our account. A little update from Clearwater this morning. Uh, so make sure you're checking out John's work on allphly.com. Make sure you're checking out the events tabs. Uh, you know, yeah. not e Even if you can't make Clearwater with us, uh, the Sixers guys are doing a takeover event. Uh, they have a remote broadcast next Tuesday over at the Chicken and Egg in Marlton. A lot of great things going on here at PHLY. So make sure you're checking out the website, checking out the events tab uh and following john along as he lives in clearwater for six or yeah, seven weeks and, and thank you all for tuning in listen bust your balls do whatever you got to do you guys listen body shame we had la on there's no body shaming we're respecting <laughs> beer bellies that's beautiful i, just, six I also stuff. like poking the bear with jamie because he just gets going it's really funny but listen all of you guys we appreciate you for tuning in as always make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button on your way out some new friends here jamie today that got to join in on the fun yeah, and uh, more fun tomorrow at 11 a.m and thanks as always, to the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Anderson, yes. you're the best, buddy. Next beer's on me when I see you. Uh, for Tyler, Renee, and myself, we will be back tomorrow, Friday, 11 a.m., uh, as the Phillies play baseball in two days, which you can't really watch on TV, unless you have MLB Network and aren't a cord cutter. Uh, but have a great rest of the Thursday, everyone. Bye. Bye. 